Radio Channel's podcast. We're back. Oh my god. We're back, Bachas. <laughs> it's been a long time. I um I fumbled through our previous episodes just to because I know it's been a while. Yeah. And I, it looks like it was October twenty third. That sounds about right. So uh, should we talk about the reason why we've been gone? It's been literally we're on the twenty third recording this now, later in the day, of course. After um, the kids go to bed. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so November, December, January, three months since our last podcast. Oh my goodness. Isn't that so crazy? crazy. Sorry. <laughs> and you wanted to say why it's taken so long? Yes. Let's talk about why. Yes. Yeah. Go ahead. Well, I don't know if uh, our listeners can tell the difference, but you're coming to them live from your new booth. Audio yes. Booth. Got an audio booth. Um, from Studio Bricks, we ordered that, and so I—I I don't know if I think I mentioned I do voice work, like that's my full-time thing now. And we re-wiped down, tore down the old studio setup, and purchased a a true vocal booth, something yes. that absorbs sound, gives me isolation. So if the kids are playing, that's not going to affect me recording. And I have a work meeting, like everything's nice and quiet for you. Yeah, yeah. And um, so I had to get, we had to get that put together. Um, we had to situate it so that it is a, the priority is voiceover, get that set up. And then of course, after that was all settled, we're like, okay, how do we do podcasts now? Okay, let's back up and not minimize the first part because tell them how big this audio booth kind of is roughly um how big well i can go yeah. by weight it's like a couple thousand pounds yeah but like feet dimension oh um interior well exterior is probably six and a half feet by four and a half feet in a vertically right i'm sorry go no ahead. vertically is probably seven feet yeah, so this is not a small little closet going in this room. This was a major room redo, move everything around. Yeah, it's <laughs> it was quite the uh, undertaking. It was, and I I think when we ordered it, we we thought we had more time for. Okay, there's a shipping process. It won't be here for a while, but it came a lot faster than we expected. It came faster. I think the uh, turnaround time on these normally, because they're made in Spain, uh, the turnaround time is anywhere from 8 to 12 weeks is what I've heard. Okay. But this one was quick because it was sitting in the warehouse in New York. And I was thinking about that the other day. It's probably a good thing. Because I was thinking the other day with all the snow and cold, can you imagine taking delivery of that? Which it'd be here right about now. Well, and let's talk about that. This comes like a Lego set, a giant Lego set that you put together. And in order, like we live somewhere where we were afraid of the elements. And so we moved all the pieces inside Yeah. before actually assembling. So... Ugh, yeah, like, that was chaos. <laughs> I'll I'll put a link on the uh, Married with Channels Twitter link or Twitter account. 
I did a blog post where I kind of chronicled the whole process. Oh, and cool. That's a good way to check it out, like yeah. what was involved. I mean, the guy delivered it on his own. He had one pallet jack, and that was it. And our neighbors had to get involved with help lifting stuff. God Thanks, bless neighbor. Brian. Yeah. Yeah. So, we had but to offload some studio equipment, like just to make room and arrangements for mm-hmm. everything, you know. And so in our world, our time is very limited. So it's really <laughs> no stretch that we've been working on this project for several months. So. Yeah. And on top of all that, it's the usual stuff, you know, like yeah. holiday stuff. And of course, it being winter in the Midwest, people are getting sick. And also you booking work. You've had yeah. solid recording weeks where that's all you're doing. So, you know, obviously that's a good thing, but it, you know, doesn't leave time to get you know cables buttoned up and things back on the walls and yeah so we're still not quite done to be honest no it's pretty much done i think this is a good setup for us in the podcast we'll see how it goes it might need some tweaking we'll see so far so good you know things are working out jody and i used to sit next to each other now we're i'm in the booth jody's out just outside the booth at my little desk workstation and we can see each other on a little uh, video chat software. So we're here. We're yeah. just separated, if that makes sense. <laughs> With a giant Lego wall in between us. Exactly. That's so okay. Nothing can come between us. With that said, should we get right into it? Let's do it. Let's get into the meat and potatoes. This is a podcast involving TV shows and movies as reviewed by a married couple. And we watch and love us some good TV. I think we'll start with a movie, though. Yeah. You want to start with No Hard Feelings? Yeah. This is a, um, I don't want to say a raunchy comedy, but it's kind of like a raunchy-ish comedy. Yeah. With uh, Jennifer Lawrence. Adult comedy. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Basically, the premise is she's a... you know, like a waitress and she needs a car because she's got to do some Uber type work. And this uh, this rich couple says, well, we'll pay. We'll give you this car we have, but you got to take our son's virginity because he's kind of an awkward, not very sociable kid. And she's, you know, she's probably 28, 30 ish. And the kid's <laughs> like 18. Um, Which is a little like little weird yeah little on the weird side i think yeah. that adds to it yeah. i don't i don't know if you could do this movie where the genders are reversed no that, that would just be, be I think kind all, of predatory yeah yeah weird but i think but, what makes it work in that premise is she's kind of reluctant she doesn't want to do that but damn her options are really because she lives in this small kind of seaside town there's not a lot of growth there's not a lot of ways to progress in life there for her well and she's kind of uh stagnant there her mom passed and she got this house that she's trying to keep and save and hold on to Mm -hmm. um and yeah there's not a lot of job prospects for her but um yeah let's uh it's jennifer lawrence and I'm a big fan. I think she does comedy really, really well and and dramatic stuff, too. And there's some of that in here kind of tugs at your heartstrings a little bit. So yeah. Love it. No, she's good at comedy. She's good at a lot of things. She's one of those rare actresses who can do 
or actors, I should say, who can do both comedy and serious drama. Like she was great in, um, what's the one set in Philly involving mental health? Uh, Silver Linings Playbook. Yeah, she's good in that. Yeah. Uh, among other things, obviously Hunger Games. But yep. she's a good actress um, yeah. on all fronts. No Hard Feelings, though, was not the movie I thought it would be. Hmm. I thought it would be more slapsticky. Hmm. You know, the trailer presents it as like, you know, right. uh, as kind of a, a raunchy slapstick. And sure. it had moments of that, but about halfway through, it got kind of serious, yeah. right? It got more like heartstringy, tuggy. Yeah. Which I'm not saying is a bad thing, but I don't know. It wasn't as good as I wanted it to be. I disagree. I liked kind of seeing those characters evolve and how it turned out, I guess. Mm -hmm. And I liked the sweet stuff and tugging at your heartstrings. I I liked it. I mean, there's some comedy in there, too. I, I, I too, thought it was going to be more of a balance of that. But I don't know. I liked it. I liked the whole thing. You know what I loved? And you're going to you're going to think the reason is like for bad reasons oh god the scene on the beach where she's like swimming nude with him and those (laughs) teenagers come and mess with them yeah i love that she committed that was her full nudity there was no cgi there's no body double yeah i remember reading an article she gave she's like it's a comedy why wouldn't i get fully naked you know yeah and i i respect that like that's why i like will ferrell because he does whatever it takes you know yeah for the product, for the for the show, for the movie. Sure. And she committed to it. Like, I love it when actors, comedians commit, you know? Absolutely. Also, like, uh, Jason Segel, you know, uh, Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Yeah. He oh. comes out, there's Pecker hanging out. <laughs> it's great. Yeah. And it's kind of funny because you're not expecting it, you know? Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, you're like, oh, <laughs> they're fully naked. Okay. And, um... Here's a little clip from uh, No Hard Feelings. There's kind of a uh, uh, um, hollow notes type of thread in here. Yeah. Right. And then the kid who she's trying to, you know, who she's essentially paid to pop the cherry of. They go out to dinner and he takes over uh, the piano. Yeah. Which he his character is kind of classically trained, very well, you know. Well-rounded. Yeah, like, he can play the piano, but I thought it was kind of cool that he, you know, just kind of learned this song. And I, too, went and learned this song. It's so cute and sweet. So I want to talk more about it after you play it. Here it is. And that's him. That is him. And what a talented voice. Yeah. Like, that was really good. I love it. Yeah. yeah, It sounded good. By all accounts, he played the piano on that. He definitely sang. Yeah. It's such a... I love this revival of, like, upbeat 80s tunes done in, like, these sweet arrangements with strings and piano and just kind of a different take on some of those. Because that's a really upbeat up-tempo song Mm -hmm. and it doesn't hit the same as a pop poppy kind of song for me when this is played it's so like sad and sweet it's Mm -hmm. like 
Oh, you, can, a, you can see that bad girl coming a mile away, but oh, she's just going to crush you. <laughs> you know? Yeah. You it's, know. it's a great arrangement of the song. Yeah. That, I love these like re, redos. And I, I can't uh, remember what the other Hall Notes mentions were in the movie. Yeah. Because it's been a few months, a couple months since we saw it. But yep. and I like that they kind of had that. And he even did the man-eater version. Yeah. And they didn't have that cheesy kind of cameo at the end where Hall and Oates show up for no reason at all, you know? <laughs> no, they just kind of like gave him a nod, little homage, pay respect to, but didn't, mm-hmm. uh, you know, exploit it. I guess. Right. So, yeah. But No Hard Feelings was, uh, it was a good movie. It just wasn't the movie I thought it was going to be. Sure. Um, I'm not crapping on it by any means. I recommend it. Yeah. It's a nice balance of good supporting characters and actors. Um, yeah. I forget the one guy's name. He plays like her best friend's husband and they're pregnant and he's always good in whatever he's in. Yeah. Yeah. Even the, um, cast that played the parents and Matthew yeah, Broderick. and her friend, like, yeah, it was good. Good yeah. supporting cast. So you liked the movie? I did. Yeah. Would you recommend it? I would. It, yeah, it's cute. Yeah. All right. No hard feelings, Jennifer Lawrence. Yeah. It's a recommend from both parties in the Married with Channels yeah. podcast. You ready for something else? Ready. All right. Our final topic today for this show: we go to the TV, go to the tube, and Fargo season yeah. five. Yeah. With Juno Temple, you got John Hamm in there. Uh, Dave Foley from uh, The Kids in the Hall. He'll always be Dave Foley from Kids in the Hall for me. Jennifer Jason Lee. Jennifer Jason Lee. speaking of 80s. Um, and again, Fargo kind of delivers. Wh- and, and it came back to, I think, delivering. I don't know if you agree, but you remember the Chris Rock season? Yes. I think that was season four. That was last season. Right? We'll yeah. say yes. It was, it was definitely recent. Yeah. If not the one before this. Yeah. I thought that season was okay and had some interesting characters and moments, but yeah. cohesively, I thought that season was kind of lackluster. It was lacking something. You know, now that you're kind of thinking back, reflecting on all of them, I thought it was good in the moment, but you're kind of right. Like it just kind of pales in comparison to some of the other yeah. series, I guess. Seasons. Seasons, yeah. yeah. Like the, I just finished watch, rewatching the first season of Fargo, and that's yeah. awesome. Uh, really kind of has that Fargo movie vibe, but its own thing. Yep. And I just started season two again. Yeah. But, but season five, which we're talking about here, um, definitely kind of goes back to. The, the interesting thing about the Fargo TV show is it doesn't really have a formula. It has things that it needs to have, like that Midwest kind of accent with yeah. a lot of characters. Yeah. Um, the cold is kind of a big part of it. Winter setting, you know. Yeah. Um, but other than that, it's more of like this woman's quest to get get her own life going. You know, she had a life going. Uh, just to recap, Juno Temple plays Dot. She is the mother of this 10-year-old girl and married to this one guy, Wayne. And uh, through through a freak accident at a school board meeting, she's arrested. And then her identity's put out there. And this old her old husband, who was an abusive asshole, uh, seeks to find her and 
bring her back to her old life. Yeah, she fled a domestic violence situation, started a new life, you know, after you're missing for so long, you're declared dead. And so she assumed a different identity. And yeah, she uh, was living a nice, comfortable, regular life Mm -hmm. and happy. And then her past, yeah, does come back to hunt her down and try and find her. Yeah. Yeah. And you have these kind of subplots that are actually connected to the main plot. Um, And, you know, the show Fargo's never been afraid to do, like, to have a little mystical or supernatural stuff in there. I think it was season two where there was, like, aliens. Yes. Sometimes that's a little off-putting for Mm -hmm. me. I'm kind of like, what? (laughs) Yeah. What? What is this? What are you? What is what is that supposed to be? Or, you know, what was this character? You know, yeah. Yeah. There's some little bits that are out there sometimes. And sometimes that's hard for me to. Yeah. Accept. Yeah. In Fargo. But. And I think it was season two where they had the aliens where it was pretty, pretty, um, pretty obvious. And it wasn't like, uh, like, are there, are there really aliens there? Is this like a, you know, a, a delusional thing, uh, you know, we're seeing things, but there, there were definitely aliens. Yeah. And it wasn't a big part, but no. it was, I think it showed up mostly at the end. Yeah. This one, this season, season five, they deal with some kind of mystical, almost uh, ancient kind of beliefs and like, like a spiritual being that well, inhabits a man or has walked earth as a man forever. I don't, I don't quite get it. <laughs> yeah, I know it's, but see the whole thing is like, he, he kind of talks this, the character we're talking about, his name is Ole Munk and he's a, he's an interesting character. Mm-hmm. He's very reserved. He speaks almost in third person. Mm-hmm. Um, and basically at the end of the season, it comes out that maybe he's been around a few centuries. Yeah, but, but then again, like it, how? <laughs> I don't what, get it. Well, he explains in the end, and uh, spoiler alert, he's sitting down with dinner. He's there to finish the fight with Dot, but she talks him into, you know, sitting down having chili with her and her family. He explains how he was to get out of squalor. He was uh, allowed to eat this meal, but it would be the sins of the rich people. These rich people say, hey, peasant, eat this sin, eat my sins. And because of it, he's he's been cursed with he's not able to sleep and he won't die. It's kind of how he explained it. Yeah. So, I mean, did this happen centuries ago? It's some sort of religious ceremonial thing that yeah. happened okay. yeah do you remember the flashback yeah. it was like yeah. episode three or four maybe yeah yeah and they showed yeah. it i looked maybe like need him. to see that scene again it did look like him but i don't know i i didn't quite understand maybe what i was watching at that time but now that i kind of heard his words at the end i kind of want to watch that scene again yeah and um, i wish i'd pulled audio of ule munk yeah. talking because it's interesting yeah. but yeah they had that scene where it was him and ancient whales it looked like him yeah. i'm pretty sure it's him and he like he's there's this body or person laying down and there's a dish 
with food on top of them. Yeah. And he's instructed to go over there and eat it, and he does. And flash to the end of the season, he essentially ate the sins, and because of it, he lives forever. And and um, and is and, pretty miserable. Yeah. for it. <laughs> and what's funny is Dot, our protagonist. Yeah. you know, she says, "Well, you know how you fix that, right? Yeah, eat something made with love." Yeah. And he eats a biscuit, and then the show ends with him smiling. Yeah, like maybe boom, curse lifted. Yeah, I know, but the the show Fargo, like I said, it's not afraid to kind of put its toe in these kind of what waters, yeah, yeah. which which I've come to appreciate. I remember we watched the Alien episode the first time. I was like, what the uh-huh. fuck? <laughs> Sometimes I'm still that reaction. Like well, even watching this one, I'm, I know that there's that element in each season, but I'm like. What? What just happened? I don't get it. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes it's a little far out there. But. but it's good, though. Season five's good. I never thought I would be convinced of John Hamm playing an, like a total asshole. Oh, like a, he just does a, that well, though, doesn't he? He did. And it's kind of scary because you're like, ooh, I, is he like a jerk in real life? <laughs> like, or is he just a good actor? Or is he just really good at this? <laughs> I, know, I know he taught acting. Like he taught Ellie Kemper was one of his students back in St. Louis. Yeah. But, you know, when he played Don Draper in Mad Men, he did a great job of like balancing this, like he's a good guy, but he's kind of a shit, yeah. you know? This one, he's all shit. He's all bad. And yeah. he really dives into it and yeah. does a great job, like... He was this like right wing, you know, militia supporting sheriff who abused his power to further his own self-interest. And I I love the character of Gator, his son. Yeah. He plays his son and his deputy. Yep. And Gator's like this piece of shit, Gen Z, vaping, (laughs) slick backed hair prick. But in the end, he ultimately, you know, he was chasing the wrong idol, which was his father. He should have chased his... The was, idol of his half-sister and or mother. Well, his father is extremely abusive, and he spent his whole life trying to prove his worth yeah. to someone who never valued him or saw him in any other way other than yeah. good. You know? Yeah, his dad always, like, if his son wasn't, like, the bravado male testosterone, you know, ass-kicking, you know. Mm-hmm fuck the immigrants type of son, of then he was worthless. soldiers. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But uh, there was some redemption there with Gator. Yeah. In the end. Yeah. Um, but Fargo season five, I think it's great. I think it's definitely worth a watch. I know I look forward to it every time they dropped a new episode. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I thought it was a really good cast again. Juno Temple's pretty good. Yeah. One note that bothered me a little bit is sometimes like the ranch setting i know it says like these events took place in minnesota but sometimes i was like are they in montana like somewhere more like i get it parts of minnesota are very rural but this was it it almost felt like a different setting and sometimes the accents were a little bit more like Wisconsin versus what you kind of hear in Minnesota. And I know, like, I'm a Midwesterner. It's It kind of sounds the same, but there is just a little yeah. tipping point 
to the exaggeration of that accent. You know what I mean? Right. So sometimes it took me out of the setting a little bit. I'm like, are they in are they in Minnesota or are they somewhere else? No. Um, so Dot and her life is in Minnesota. Yeah. Roy Tillman, John Hamm's character, his ranch, that's in North Dakota or South Dakota? Okay. More West yeah. and rural. Okay. Yeah, that yeah. makes more sense now because I was like, it kind of was a little bit of maybe like a a plot sticking point for me just because I'm from these parts. And I, you know, you know, I don't know how people talk and what what their land looks like and what the farm and the homesteads look like and yeah. things like that. So, yeah. No, anyway. that's, uh, yeah. They, they, Getting a little nitpicky on the Midwestern vibe. No. <laughs> Sorry. No, that's okay. <laughs> no, he was, uh, like I said, Tillman in that ranch was not in Minnesota. Okay. But uh, any other problems with Fargo season five? Um, or highlights? I mean, just, yeah, the characters are so good. We mentioned Jennifer Jason Lee. I haven't seen her do stuff in a long time, and I thought she was really good, and Dave Foley was really good, and just as these quirky kind of characters, you know, that... Yeah. I love, too, how little bits of everybody are revealed as it goes along. Like, you get more and more of people's stories, their motivations, you know... Their kind of dynamics and their relationships, like you know, Dot and her mother-in-law, you know, went from kind of being adversaries yeah. to spoiler alert, you know, she ends up helping out and yeah, you know, really making efforts there. So yeah, I think that um, was interesting. I like the I like the dynamic there with Dot mm-hmm. and her mother in law. It mm-hmm. started off very much a uh, like the mother in law was doing everything in her power to get like never approved of Wayne's choice of a wife. <laughs> she always thought of her as a freeloader and a you know a hanger on who's just looking to get in the Lion family fortune. Yeah, what was the line? It was like uh, he Wayne always did like a pretty face and a nice ass, and here you are. <laughs> But it seemed to be that things changed when um, Dot and her were talking at the dinner table. Yeah. It was like in the middle of the day. And Dot just flat out told her, like, don't fuck with me, bitch. Right? I've been through hell and back and I will fuck you up, too. I thought that was great. She like stood her ground with her. Like, and that's where I am I, a formidable source to reckon with yeah. just like you. Like, you know, it yeah, was and nice. Yeah. You had. And that was like that was the moment, I think. Is uh, the mother-in-law's name Lillian? Oh, gosh. Anyway, Jennifer Jason Lee's character. That's yeah. the moment her character started to... Mrs. Lion. <laughs> yeah, that's when she started to gain respect for Dot. Yeah. And slowly but surely, she became a, you know, sympathetic to Dot because she saw a woman who's not going to be fucked with and she's going to stand her ground. Well, I think more, more bits of the kidnapping story didn't add up for her. Like, she's a smart lady, Mrs. Lyon, and she was like, hmm, maybe there's more to this person than I thought. Maybe, you know, mm. maybe maybe there's more here than just, you know, someone who's leeching on to my son and my family money. Like, they have family money, too. and. You know, she's like a billionaire. So, you know, yeah. maybe she's not just a, 
hanger on. Maybe she's a strong force of a woman here. So Yeah, I think it didn't help Dot that she, after her initial kidnapping, she got back home and just like didn't admit to it at all. So yeah. Like, what, you were kidnapped? Like, no, I don't know. Well, I, just... I just went for a walk. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> and that kind of adds a little like, okay, uh-huh. what are you hiding? Yeah. Why? We know you got kidnapped. So yeah. I could see where the mother-in-law would be like, untrusting mm-hmm. but like who is this person what are they what are their motives what are they after yeah she has kind of that instinct to protect her family her son and her money and her you know business and her reputation and all of those things so yeah yeah it, it starts it, kind of opening that here's a couple of clips from fargo season five they're off the trailer so they're not the greatest And this part. And that's the interesting, that was like episode six, maybe. Yeah. It started with him, Danish, the 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 fixer. The for, family lawyer. The family lawyer for yeah. Mrs. Lyon. Yeah. Going to get these three guys' names changed to the exact same name. And it's great how you're watching that. You're like, what? What's going on here? Yeah, what is the purpose of this? Yeah. yeah, and that's a great thing about the writing with uh, Fargo is they're like they're not afraid to kind of make you challenge you a little bit. Yeah, and and they make you wait for it. Like just hang on, yeah. you'll see why this is happening. And then the payoff is just tremendous as Absolutely. to why that's going on. Yeah, don't tell them. It's so great. Yeah, you <laughs> definitely need to watch that episode. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I will say a little warning: there are some scenes depicting domestic violence and that can be upsetting for some people sometimes yeah. so just you know you've been warned it's there um and they show a couple facets of domestic violence where there's the one facet where you you run away from it you get away from it yeah and then the other facet his current wife you kind of deny or put up with it and take the abuse and mm-hmm. it's interesting to see those layers to that and and then there's dot who fights back <laughs> she's great like she's yeah. she's this itty bitty little thing Feel. but she is so determined and resourceful and, and not going to be and smart yeah. and not going to be you know not going to be uh she's not going to take what you give her yeah she's going to do what's right and get to her loved ones in her life yeah she just wants to be left alone you know that's that's it yeah just, don't hurt me. Just let me live my life happy. Yeah. So Fargo season five, definitely a return to form from the uh, the one set in Kansas City, I believe, season four, mm-hmm. which is not bad. It's just. Nope. I like that one, too. It, it, it has its place, you know. It was just lacking stuff. I don't know. What, I don't know exactly yeah. what it was lacking. Yeah. I. You know. A lot more concentration on the period, that time frame, and some of kind of those, you know, social issues. And I don't know. Yeah, it it kind of did lack some of that. Um, maybe maybe some of the surprise elements that we've been talking about in this season today, where you're like, wait, what? Mm-hmm. But then that comes to make sense later, you know? Maybe there wasn't enough 
kind of of that, like, what? I'm trying to figure this part out or whatever. Yeah. It might be worth a rewatch. It might. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's stuff as I've watched the new uh, first season, yeah. you know, that I missed or forgot. Yeah. So maybe season four is due for that as well. Yeah. All of them I, I've kind of forgotten and I, I think they're good to revisit and mm-hmm. rewatch. They kind of hold up and you're like, oh, yeah, I forgot that part about, you know, the wife. And yeah. <laughs> they're rich. Yeah. They're rich shows. Like they're just brimming with character stuff and interesting, new, fresh things. And the and the characters all kind of lend even the like the fringe characters lend support to the characters in their story arcs and and you kind of get a little bit of that from everybody in it, you know, even mm-hmm. like the the police officer with the deadbeat loser husband, you know, how how she kind of makes a shift in her life and her career. I mean, even that kind of lent itself right. to the main story arc, you know, and you just get so much of that. I mean, even in just little scenes throughout the season. So, yeah, good stuff. Good stuff. Fargo yeah. season five. Good stuff. Yeah. Good? Yeah. Great. Yeah. Married with Channels podcast is back. Sorry oh, for the hiatus. Yeah. Many a Kleenex was soaked. With people checking their podcast app, not finding a new Married with Channels episode. Oh, I'm so sorry, everyone. I know. We'll try to do better. Yeah, we'll get yeah. back on it. Things are back to, quote, normal. And uh, we hopefully can pop out at least once a week. <laughs> That's <laughs> if I can stay awake long enough to know, watch right? things at night. Yeah, yeah, All this right. gets tougher and tougher. <laughs> so stay with us. Be, uh, be a part of the... Uh, podcast Twitter at Married W Chans two ends. Share, tell your friends. Yeah, get us a good review if you're listening. Always appreciate that. Until next time, I'm Moose and I'm Jody. We'll see ya. Bye. Bye.